Hello, everybody, and welcome to the News Pace podcast with me, Johnny Vedmore. I'm going to be talking to Bruno today about some very esoteric and interesting subjects. Uh, recently, I was in Madrid in Spain, and I looked out of the hotel window and I saw this wonderfully long picture that dawned and dawned the, the, the entire wall of the building. Um, and it was a chef standing there and he had one of his hands over one of his eyes. And of course, I tweeted out and asked, what could this possibly mean? And, you know, I did it in such a, a sarcastic way because, you know, we all jump to our conclusions to what uh, symbology means to us and what we've been taught uh, by the culture that's surrounding us. Um what it means and a lot of what we think we know is based in modern times and not historical fact so was it the illuminati or was it not the illuminati who knows we're going to find out some brilliant information that can help us make uh, our own decisions on these uh ideas uh and these thoughts that we're not allowed to often discuss in the mainstream without them being ridiculed in some way. The idea that there may be some hidden hand that practices some ancient ritual magic. That stuff is, is of course, sidelined as ridiculous by the mainstream media. And anybody who talks about it is ridiculous. And at the same time, you know, they employ that sim uh, symbology to kind of wind people up. Well, we're going to talk to Bruno today, who's hopefully going to give us some information that can really help us to not just say it's the Illuminati, but to actually get further in to what the subjects are. So welcome to the Newspace podcast. Thanks for being patient for the intro there, Bruno. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hello. So, so tell, tell me a bit about uh yourself first of all and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and and why you get why you got into this sort of stuff and researching this sort of stuff sure uh so i'm i consider myself a spiritual person i like to practice meditation a lot i'm obsessed with uh, spiritual illumination enlightenment uh, the methods i use are mainly uh, coming from uh, buddhism and yoga and then uh, recently I got interested in, uh, well, a few years ago, got interested in uh, shamanism and hermeticism, mm. which is how we got to meet each other, with true hermeticism. <laughs> because the picture you described is using symbolism coming from hermeticism. Okay, excellent. So where did you start on this spiritual road, on this journey? Did you start um, at crisis point like most people do <laughs> uh, and then then look and look for a solution um via, via the most peaceful uh technique because that's often what we do we go from crisis and we go into the most tranquil and peaceful ideology to 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 make our escape from the, the hell that, that that is pursuing us mm. uh is that is that where you came from not really no i, I just i got into a little bit because I've always suffered from a uh, chronic depression. Every winter, I got. It's just oh, the body that's tired. Of the I am with you. I, I, yeah, I am. Uh, I, I spent years and years with really severe anxiety, 
Um, mm. We really would peak in uh, a winter. Every winter, yeah. I'd go into some form of depression and and mm. uh, severe anxiety. Go on, sorry. No, no problem. So, in part, it was to find a solution for that that I started studying meditation. But also, I was curious. Like uh, I, I read uh, about illumination and enlightenment, and I thought, "What is this thing?" Uh, I want to. I wanted to know. Mm. Then I saw that. The, the, the quickest way is through meditation to understand it. So I started working on that. Mm. And from there, I got here. <laughs> so when was the first time that you passed the point in meditation? Because I've, I've, I've meditated. Um, I, once upon a time, I used to uh, study a bit of, I think it was called Qigong. It's been 20 years ago now. Where, where that, that was the first time where it started to be clear that meditation was just so much bigger than what I'd understood mm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's always been like something people do to ignore the world around them to me. Or something. Yeah, yeah, or to relax. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're taught, you're taught that it's for relaxation. If you yeah. look around, if you go on Google and search a, a, a group that does meditation, it's always a, a psychologist that is teaching people how to relax. You know? Yeah, yeah. But when so, you do it seriously, there is a time, as you say, there is a time where all of, all of a sudden, it goes deeper, and you realize that there's something there. Yeah. And so, when was the first? Do you remember? I mean, I don't want to. I'd be be asking you for your first times, but, but <laughs> do, do you remember the first time where you really went past uh, the the normal mind, like the the mind's eye that you you can see yeah. in the normal world? Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I was by accident. I found a book called. Um, Mastering the Core Teaching of the Buddha, which is a, a massive book teaching everything, a, a, a very practical stuff about meditation. And uh, in it, he suggested, the, the author suggested doing um, retreats, even if you do it at home, but taking some time off and just meditating for a few days. And until then, I was just doing half an hour here, half an hour there. But then I tried for, an, for 10 days straight, I took a break 10 days and I just meditated all day. Wow. And during that time, stuff happens. When you, when you force the brain to, to stay silent, the brain is completely lost. The mind has to give up at some point. You have to, some stuff happens. Okay. So I, I've, I, I've, um, I've used psychedelics to get to that point before. Um, yeah. my, my, like the, the point of crisis in my life that I hit, which was the most severe needed change. And it just happened to coincide at mushroom season and mm. a great mushroom <laughs> season. It was uh Welsh magic mushrooms up in the hills are quite, quite a fantastic thing to just find just there in the ground. And, mm. and you didn't have, uh, uh, you didn't get into bad trip because of the state you were in when you uh, took psychedelics in a bad time in your life. No, no, because I had already, um, my first psychedelic experience was potentially the most extreme psychedelic experience you could possibly have. It was, it was, uh, what, in concerning mushrooms, because it was, we, we boiled, we didn't know how to do it. So we boiled down hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mushrooms. And then we put it into this glass, add bits of dirt and stuff in. And, and it, it would have been what Terence McKenna describes as, well above an epic dose and <laughs> it, it it led um us to the most extraordinarily puke-filled uh experience of pain and sadness and anxiety and all of this in a flat and room two other guys. The, the 
it well, it 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 kind of taught me it, it taught me a really big lesson about the power of psychedelic, the power of the mind. And it scared me away for a long time. And that meant when I reintroduced myself, I had done it slowly at first, mm. and at a time when I was ready. You know, that experience I had, um, uh, my my first psychedelic experience was probably I was about nineteen, twenty years old. And so it was just like that massive mind blowing, uh, and and then it was it was maybe a decade before I was ready to uh, to start again and to look at it again. And then I started having very small, very carefully researched experiences <laughs> that didn't involve as much puke. Well, not on my end, but I have been there in a room in Amsterdam looking at a man holding his hand in a sink of puke and just looking at his hand for an hour and a half. So so you know there is there is that. Element element of psychedelics around but what i did on this time and i, I don't want to get off subject too much but what i did this time it's was... not off subject no psychedelics no, sure, no. is important it's closely related uh, agreed well if, i if if you've gone if you've gone through a series of experience with psychedelics i'm sure you you would describe some of them as mystical right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, this is where I got to because I, I got to the point of wanting to end my life. All of the people around me, I I, I mean, I start, it was like, you know, your your the, the self inside you that you block with so much uh, effort when you're younger, uh, the, the real mind inside you starts to clear up after a while and you look around you and you realize you can really see what people are doing in your life and who they are and suddenly mm. you realize you're surrounded by malevolent people who are not out for anything good for you and you just want happiness and peace and you want love and you want goodness what the hell is going on so so you've got to come to a realization at one point and my so my my, my i had been awakening for a long time and so by the time it got to about 2015 i think it was i took uh three months off um and i you could say i binged on psychedelics i pushed myself in all sorts of realms i meditated for for entire uh trips in the darkness um sometimes in silence sometimes with music select carefully selected music when you the exact same experience you know well <laughs> anthem of the dead by <laughs> anthem <laughs> Sun, sorry by grateful dead and and uh and uyu a japanese band were a fantastic inspiration aphrodite's child 666 that album is like the retelling of revelation uh mm. revelation the book of revelations and it's just is astounding when you're you're extremely high it's a, a really mm. a, a, an amazing experience but i went past the novelty value that you get from psychedelics yeah. at this point i was i had already had psychedelic experience with other people where i was like ah oh, everybody else is having fun and wants to stare at stuff and wants to hold stuff that isn't right and drop things on the floor and or mm. laugh about it. And I had gone kind of like well past that by that point. And I had enough experiences where I was like, I really want to delve into what this means. And that three months changed my entire 
uh, life, my perception of the world around me, my understanding right. of my place in it. Um, I, I had focused in on myself, on healing a lot of wounds. I tackled uh, grooming when I was a child. I was groomed for two years. I tackled that alone in the darkness on psychedelics. And uh, if you're able to get... I, I mean, you howl, you cry, you laugh, you, 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 everything's there. All of the emotions are there. But if you can get through to the other side, you can leave the, the that pain behind. You can realize yeah. that the, you, for, for, with with all of the 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 barriers of reality falling around you, you become like a soul alone in the universe, away you can feel that there's other little balls of energy that are people around, and they're really massively important. And some are lost, and some are angry, and some are unhappy. And you start to forgive yourself, and you start to forgive others, and you start to forget the pain. Um, and that's the process I went. Mm. Yeah, I've done something similar recently. I, I used uh, psychedelics in my spiritual practice. I've developed a way to more or less guarantee the mystical experience when you take psychedelics because it's hard to control, right? The experience. Yeah. You wish you could. When, sometimes you get a, an, ex, an ex, uh, excellent experience and you want to reproduce it. And the next time, it's usually not the same, you know. Mm. You try to control, you have expectation, and it goes south. Yeah, so I've, I, I, I've tried developing a method that allows me to control the experience, and it was really interesting. I've learned what you're saying there um, on many occasions. What I, what I find is that the way I combat that sort of, um, uh, what the way I combat that, is by doing loads of different things and trying loads of different ways so yeah. like i say i was in the darkness sometimes i was in the light sometimes sometimes i was sitting in like uh, a certain place trying a different thing meditating for long periods um you know i at one point i slept on a really epic dose of of mushrooms i just mm -hmm. took them and just as i was coming up i fell asleep and it was the most astounding like spiritual experience because there was points where i wasn't asleep but then when i woke up i had had this like feeling of awakening while i was asleep you know the the, the sort mm -hmm. of juxtapose of and of course you know it, there's a barrier a massive barrier the physical reality barrier that uh, stops people from being able to think about things logically rationally and with pure love um that is up nearly all of the time by automatically because we live in in this realm yeah. which might not be the true realm so what do you think is the true realm hmm that's a deep question man yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> first of all what isn't it's easier to talk about what isn't real okay, like reality for instance we convince our brains our brain convinces us that reality is real. Logically, we know, we, we can come to the logical conclusion that reality isn't real. It's just images in our mind. When you look at something, you look at your desk right now, it's just an image in your mind. It's not your desk. You have no way of knowing what the desk really is, except through your senses. So it's an image in your mind. So we logically, we know that it's only an illusion, but when stuff happens to us, we get emotional. <laughs> Yeah, if, don't we? If pain is there, you, you you stop you stop thinking of it as an illusion. All of a sudden, it's real. Mm -hmm. So that is the illusion. What is real is what's behind it. We have no way of knowing it. 
So is is the emotional so so emotional values that we connect with um, reality um, stops us from seeing what real emotion is in that sense. Um, I don't know if I would say that because uh, what's real is what you decide is real. I I don't think emotions are real. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's I I. I I, I'm of course, of course. We are biological creatures, and we are we are like you know constantly buzzing forward. This is interesting because as well because my my this conversation would be so much different on psychedelics. We'd both be able <laughs> to get in. We would understand each other. Then then what I, I also find intriguing to study about psychedelics is when someone walks into the room and they're not on psychedelics. And yeah. that feeling that happens, the disconnection of the real mm. and the and the other, you know, re, the real, the reality that that we experience normally, and the sudden uh, change in that reality that just a tiny little bit of a, a an altering of perception allows us. Um, yeah. So, so you you did a lot of meditation, yes, to get where you were going, and you took a few psychedelics here and there. Yeah. <laughs> have you all, always been sort of like someone who was into things like psychedelics like no in... no no i i was what i am is curious and open to any any option to explore spirituality which is why i didn't stop with uh, buddhist meditation for instance i went to yoga see what's going on there i went to shamanism to hermeticism and what do you I... think was the most useful there uh, I think the first the first thing I tried in Buddhism, but it was important to have other stuff. Yes. But the, in Buddhism, you have concentration meditation and insight meditation. It's two mm. types of meditation. Concentration is focusing on one thing and not uh, not on anything else. And every time you are distracted, you wait for the distraction to go away and you go back to your center yeah, of attention. Yeah, when you focus on one thing, the brain realizes that the the brain is used to latch on to a bunch of stuff, right? That you do during your life. But it takes. You... It, this is when people first start meditating. This is the problem that they'll have over and over again. It's yeah. getting over that 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 point of the distraction because exactly. soon you start thinking about the distraction and how small the distraction is, and that yeah. is part of the process towards proper yeah, meditation. Yeah. Realizing that a, a thought leads to another thought leads to another thought until you realize that. And and realizing that if you don't really uh, follow the thought, it just goes away. There's no train of thought happening. It just goes. So when once you manage to do that, you can come back to your center of attention. So that's con concentration. It's personally my favorite type of meditation. But there's also insight meditation in Buddhism, which is uh, paying attention to the sensations, mm. where you you look at your sensation closely. And the more you do that, the more you realize there is a lot to sensation. A lot, a lot we we just filter because we have our lives to to deal with, right? Yeah. So we don't look into the details. But that sounds what like what I've experienced more on psychedelics. 
that, that like if i meditate studying on psychedelic yeah, yeah 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 like studying sensation and the, the the like honing in on one thing and and why it exists and where it is and yeah where it and, goes when it's over yeah yeah what how how it, it like you look at it and it starts to disappear as soon as you look at it as well yeah. so you've got it you've got to have this kind of like kind of like one of those little squiggles in your eye that moves across your eye you not concentrate on it or it's going to go up and disappear forever and you'll never see it yeah. again <laughs> you gotta you gotta accept that it's in the periphery of your vision um yeah, yeah and that's the same spiritually how uh, with this comes a lot of reading obviously yeah yeah to get there i mean what was your route uh into this stuff what was the best sort of books that helped guide you because i know for, for for me um when i i first started to try and come to um uh understanding about what's going on in the universe i was reading things like gary zukov seat of the soul i think he was gary zukov his name was uh is very like esoterically spiritual about the self and you know and then um i, I there was um a fantastic uh author who was a master of qigong who wrote some fantastic works about meditating and martial arts etc and those things really helped me like what what was your big finds what was the books that gave you that 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 motivation hmm. I, I initially i thought i would find everything in books and then the more i the more i practiced and the more i realized that it was in the practice itself that you learn i i i, I tried to learn to learn on my own you know yeah okay but it started with books yeah I had to go through books at some point. So there, there's the one that I mentioned earlier, Mastering the Core Teaching of the Buddha. That one showed me the entire spectrum of Buddhist meditation, which is nice because usually you read a book on meditation, they don't, they don't give you the context of what they're teaching. Yeah, They teach you one thing. and Otherwise, I, I, nowadays, I really enjoy studying sacred texts, like the old stuff, like reading the Bible and things like that. Yeah. Or studying uh, ancient religion. Like, no, uh, I, I know a man called uh, <laughs> Micah Dank who would uh, who would love to talk to you. I'm sure as well <laughs> because he's a he's a guy who, who does r roughly the same thing. He goes back, yeah. but he he um, kind of re can can uh, re retranslate things in a different way. He sees different context. So um, I uh, talked to him one time about. Um, his uh, very interesting work surrounding the Bible being actually a farmer's almanac or so calendar for farmers to follow uh, yeah, to sow the seeds. Yeah, yeah. The um, story of, of Christ is just an allegory for seasons. That's exactly that's what exactly what I said. But he maps yeah. out the entire entirety of the Bible like yeah, that in a way that I've never seen anybody uh, do before. I my thing, my thing with the Bible is interpreting it at the moment i'm doing that interpreting it as a lesson to enlightenment and finding the symbols that are teaching things that i've learned through buddhism and yoga it's yeah. the same thing actually do you know do you know when i am um, i was talking to someone yesterday about some of my research and when i research people i have to get to know them really well so i know how they speak so i know when they're speaking about something that they feel uncomfortable about speaking about or when they say something where they're backtracking but no one else would notice but i know they're equivocating <laughs> inside so klaus Schwab does that he equivocates after he says something he shouldn't have said and he rolls back on it and 
certain way. So I was able to tell or find all of the places to look for mm. that through, nice. through, through that. It's uh, similar, I suppose. Um, so you study all of, uh, are you trying to go through all of the big texts right now? So I'm in the process of doing it, but it takes forever. So yeah, I, I, I intend to do it, to do it all. But... Now, would I be too bold to suggest that might be the Italian in you? What, 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 what? The Italian that motivates you to look oh. at all, all uh, levels of religion, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the rest <laughs> of the world views Italy as some form of, uh, straight, uh, you know, religious colony to an extent, you know, yeah. uh, historically, especially really important in deciding what the religions were going to be. And, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe that's a bit of the Italian in you, the love of it. Um, sure. But, but, uh, what, so, so what? What, what has been the most interesting things that you've discovered while um, digging away in the main religious texts? Uh, but first of all, the realization that every single religion is doing the exact same thing. It's teaching enlightenment and it's it's talking about the same God that is the same thing. The, the one thing that generates this illusion of reality. They're all talking about it. Yeah, yeah, it's exact yeah. same way. Uh, that's how I feel. Um, Completely. An example is the, the the Genesis. It's not explaining the origin of man. It's explaining how we lost enlightenment. And it's explaining what it is. If it's explaining how you lost it, it's also explaining how you can gain it back. So how did we, uh, how did we lose enlightenment? I uh, mean, we, 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 we became knowledgeable. We we ate the fruit, the fruit of knowledge, and we we knew the difference between good and bad, between this and that. It's duality. And that I, mess I am this, up. and there is other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God didn't cast us out from Eden. We just cast us ourselves out by yeah. thinking we are not the Garden of Eden. Like if you think of it, the monkey thinks it's part of the of the forest. He doesn't see himself as inside a forest. It's just one and the same. Mm-hmm. But we, for some reason, decide that we are not part of the world we are we are us and there is the world there is the universe and us in it yeah and that's separation that separation is what casts us out from the garden of eden so that's the human trauma that is repeated over and over again in the the main text that sort of saying that the fact that we do not feel like we are part of earth anymore and that yeah. we are we, we we are watching it uh, externally, and hence maybe why the farmer's almanac, the the, the sort of uh, using mm-hmm. the text to describe things of how the earth works to uh, the people who are there, and yeah. because we're too smart, it's the tr- <laughs> it's the fruit of knowledge that put us here. Yeah, of we're too smart. Of course. So, is knowledge evil? No, I don't think it is. No, I it's, worth, is... it's worth asking. Yeah, yeah. It can be. You can do evil with knowledge, but it's what you do with it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And I'm I'm pretty positive that uh, animals have um, a natural evil streak if we watch them for long enough. Um, <laughs> even the, the least knowledgeable do hor- very horrible things. They do, they're very thoughtless creatures. They don't, <laughs> they don't think about <laughs> other people. Um, right, yeah, anyway. That's the, that's the wild nature. Nature doesn't think in terms of good and evil. It's just yeah. it just does stuff. Nature can kill a, an innocent baby and leave a, an asshole alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is very much true. 
So what have you, uh, outside the main religious texts, and this is one of the things that we're going to be talking about today, because the reason that we got speaking in the first place, and I asked yeah. you on, um, was we were talking about this uh, covering of the eye, what it means. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, one of the best ways to use Twitter, if you want to use it properly, is to ask people a question. <laughs> Just say, say, what do you think it means? Because, because, or you know what that means, don't you? Because, because everybody puts in their two pence worth, and most of it you can guess what it's like. It's people screaming, Illuminati confirmed, or the like. And in a sense, I can understand why they do, and I, I, I do a, a agree that there is an element of that because the people who use such symbology um, usually uh, are doing so to exclaim power to somebody else or hidden knowledge to somebody else and in the modern world we only do that for a certain amount of reasons and most of it is to gain more power uh, yeah to be in control over and is a sign uh, of uh, malevolence you could say um, or at least the um, lack of understanding of what they're saying so the lack of research about what they're projecting out which can still show um a fairly malevolent person who's looking for a reason to shock other people now i want to get beyond this because i don't want it just to be an answer like that just to be about these things and you went into some sort of uh deeper context about what the symbology meant and um yes. i really really find this interesting so what can where, where should we start maybe we can re i can reiterate what i told you in the email okay go on we can start there so uh the image you show you you shown on uh, on twitter was a, a guy hiding his right eye right yeah and it's already it's important to notice that it's always the left eye that is put into it's uh highlighted Right, it's always hiding the right eye or putting the fingers around the left eye. It's always putting the left eye in, in evidence, and that symbol is coming from uh, Hermeticism, or at, at least from ancient Egypt, because it's the left eye of Horus, the, the ancient Egyptian god, and it's always the left eye. Horus is the left eye, and I'm sure you, everybody, has seen that symbol of the eye uh, of Horus, the Wajit. And uh, that high is symbolic, it's a symbol of uh, the secret, the mysteries, uh, spirituality, the divine. It's also the arts, the knowledge. It's the eye that, was, that, that gave the power to the god Thoth, which is the god of all those things in uh, ancient Egypt. is the equivalent of Hermes, which Hermeticism comes from. So do you say the, 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 the god of thought? No, the god, the god Thoth. Oh, it's like Thoth, of course. Oh. I, yeah, yeah I, I have a lisp. It's hard for me to say Thoth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, go on. Um, so that, the, the, the symbol is showing the left eye. So it's the eye of knowledge, the eye of, of the mysteries, of spirituality, of magic, or whatever. So when you see somebody show highlight their left eye, what they're doing is saying, I'm part of this belief system that uh so you do believe that do you yeah i i mean i i that's how i feel about 
I feel that the, yeah, there's going to be an element of people who are jumping onto the bandwagon, yeah, yeah, joining sure. in. But... I, I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say that the person who did it knew what they were doing. I'm saying yes. the person who created that symbol want so that used the symbolism from Hermeticism and used that symbol for that. Yeah. So do you think uh, there's a lot of like you, you could because because for people to understand. You could have a photographer who tells people when they shoot, uh, you shooting pics, just oh, yeah, you, right but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then from that point on, um, no one realizes that's the the photographer who's sending that signal mm. out or symbol out. So, so I, you know, I I know that that there's there's context to this photo in particular um, that I saw because uh, there was actually a row of uh, pictures on the inside of the wall that included that picture again. And it was all members of staff and it was a hotel that was nearly all disabled. And so it could be that he's saying, I don't have an eye, Mm. literally. Mm. Now, you know, that could be the physical form, but we're not talking about just that and that's that's what i found really interesting about it because all of all of that most of the people uh saw some form of like illuminati or something yeah and the reality only a couple of people noted that oh i, I had a look at that hotel and they say they're they're for disabled people um mm. and etc so it could just be that that makes sense but yeah. i don't I get a feeling that that's not so. That's I because I, 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 I don't think you would show that. And the the hotel had some sort of like uh, Ilma or Illumina hotel brand as well. So it was a bit. It was a bit suspicious. I can't remember what it was. Um, mm. uh, Illumoon. I can't. I can't remember. Um, but this stuff, even if it is projected out on culture and our society nowadays, it's projected from somewhere, and we're trying to yes. find the root of that meaning. Mm. So, uh, the eye of Horus and Thoth and all of that. What does that? What What does that mean? Because we expect we talk about like knowledge and the idea of the apple being uh, knowledge within the Bible, and mm. that's the eye of knowledge. And so that automatically makes it the eye of spirituality. And can that then be adapted back to the story of the apple in the gospel? That in 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 taking the bite of the apple, you have the temptation of other spirituality. Yeah, it can be interpreted like that, sure. So where does it, does it, it it matters which eye is being covered? I think, I think it does, but a, a symbol is an image and a meaning, right? So you can see the same image and have a different meaning. It depends on uh, there's not one symbolism is it's not just one image equals this meaning it depends you can decide what it means so the person who did it maybe he thought of something else and the person but, who beholds it will yeah, think exactly. of something themselves just yeah. like this but in a in a hermeticism the left eye is an important symbol mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying what is the right eye uh it's the eye that sees reality the eye that sees illusion right okay so it, what, if someone, the, uh, yeah, what if someone what if someone is uh covering their left eye and exposing their their right eye then i've never seen them 
<laughs> I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do that. I go, yeah. Maybe I'll go grab a we couple a of trend. those Jay-Z's doing that. And, <laughs> a bit, and I'll, I'll reverse them and confuse a load of people. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now, people people, people won't know what I'm talking about anyway. Um, and that's one of the problems. Okay. Uh, and it, it, do, it makes a difference which hand you hold over which so. eye. I don't what what say what they sometimes do in this symbol is creating a six 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 with their fingers. I don't know if you've seen that picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the 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 idea of six 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 I found it, I find extremely interesting, um, <laughs> yeah. and and the original uh, text that came from it could actually be six one six. Yeah. So so, so <laughs> it, it just like I I read that in a couple of places, but uh, yeah. it, it and just... it's the number of a man. It's yeah, a, well, so that's where that's really because, uh, well, I I thought it was man is five and the devil is six. I'm I'm thinking of Jimmy Pop Alley here. I'm thinking oh. of I'm thinking of Bloodham going. If man is five and the devil is six, then that must make me seven. This boy is going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but but yeah, this idea of uh, this is so. What is hermeticism for people who are completely unaware of hermeticism? Uh, hermeticism is a uh, syncretic religion or philosophy. So it's using different religions. At the core of hermeticism is the search for enlightenment. And the idea is enlightenment is taught by every religion. They are all praying the same God. So you can use any method that you want. And that's it. So hermeticism is not really a thing on its on its own. It's oh, gathering so, a bunch of stuff. So, so religions can be hermetic religions? Yeah, you could be a... Hermetic or, or orders so, and Christian, for instance, you could. So, so, so is like is the base idea of what we understand to be Freemasonry is that a form of hermeticism? Then the orders are hermeticist. Yes, right. all the orders. Yeah. Now, uh, for the case of Freemason, they are not the most spiritual of them all. No, like, no, 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 no. Look at them is like a, a club, right? It's a, it's a, a, it's an is an order a power order a power structure is mm. um a, in that sense is is a, a um a right eyed uh sort of good, good power <laughs> yeah, and right control of reality you know yeah. and and so it's the right eye of hermeticism maybe but, in the... but if you look at uh, the Rosicrucians for instance they are hermeticists if you look at uh, the AA or the Golden Dawn they are hermeticists so you can you can gather a bunch of stuff like Rosicrucians. It's, there's a lot of influence from uh, shamanism, for instance, is what they do. Yeah. It's hermetic, but they are using healing. So it's uh, shamanic traditions and they are using uh, energy a bit like in, uh, what's it called, Reiki. You know, so, oh, so right. Yeah, I bet. Now, now, I always had a, I mean, this is only from personal experience, but I always had mm -hmm. a bit of a problem with Reiki just because um, uh, probably about 60, 70% of the people who said they were into Reiki were actually just mental and didn't <laughs> didn't practice any of this at all. Yeah, just definitely. just found a thing that they could m convince other people that they, they, they understood. And mm -hmm. Reiki seemed to be the go-to option at one point for years <laughs> i don't know reiki very well yeah i, I maybe may, you know, maybe you want to learn it so you can you can tell me you, i <laughs> i don't i don't trust it too much um mm -hmm. but the, the, this is this is it our own experiences even we talk about earlier we talk about these really deep 
uh, 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 I suppose you call it psychic physical experiences on psychedelics where you yeah. get this really like burst of all of this experience that you would no way will get in the real reality and yet afterwards we slip back into reality so quickly and so neatly and we mm -hmm. get peed off or, or pissed off by all of the different things but, that but we through, shouldn't through spirituality to be precise through spirituality you can attain the similar state to psychedelics i often yeah. dream i often have psychedelic psychedelic dreams without taking anything yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in my waking state not really the same thing it's harder but in dreams yeah when the mind is letting go it can happen okay well no this is a this is an extremely interesting because i've had some I, I've never talked about some of my experiences I, I've had. I had sleep paralysis. I got paralysis. It scares me to think about it. It mm -hmm. scares me to think about it. And the moment that I wanted it to stop, I, I told myself just that, and it stopped. Yeah. And it was a very extremely um, weird uh series of experiences that i had during a time of very high stress during my life when i was about uh 22 23 years old yeah. and um I, I i had met other people at the time who had also suffered from this and it is it's, it's, it's suffered to an extent because it is akin to an extremely strange spiritual um uh, event because the first time that I experienced it um I was lying in bed and uh, I I my eyes opened up and I was completely paralyzed and it felt like I had crossed the boundary from the real world into some sort of other thing where I couldn't move I was stuck there and I could feel a presence behind me like moving towards me um and I felt like I was being like surrounded and watched and it was like I couldn't move at all state of panic and then something rushed into my chest and I basically became unparalyzed that's how mm -hmm. it felt that's that, that's my experience whether it was just that's it, it's 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 from something else or not this happened on multiple occasions then mm -hmm. uh following um and and put i had progressively weirder experiences the second time i was able to come out of my body and i i, I know to some people who are like oh you don't believe this but i come out of my body and go swinging through the window like flying through the window with no breaking or anything like that mm. i was off into the distance and um I, I i was like basically i ended up like hovering above flying above a field full of horses who were running it reminded me of a painting from when i was uh, uh young and if but their faces were merged it was hard to watch their faces as they blurred and i landed on this hillside i didn't want to land um i i wanted to stay up with what i was doing but i, I landed on this hillside and it was this great monolithic sort of uh a statue with these massive wings out that was just like into my head like and i rushed like that just noise, rushed that noise is, is gone on i had the same thing and and it just went right into me and i i i became like i was i opened up but all the time i could feel that i was paralyzed mm -hmm. um because uh, you're thinking of the body 
Yeah, and then I'm trying to get out of the state, and you're trying to wriggle your fingers or something, and then eventually you you come out of it, and that's the state. And and then I uh, had it one time very soon after I was in I was in bed with a girl. I was in bed with my girlfriend, and I woke up in a, a state of uh, sleep, uh, paralyzed, and I I was like screaming. I couldn't. No noise was coming out at all. And I was looking at her. And I was trying to get her attention so she could wake me up. And she woke up at some point and she looked at me. And this had been going on for ten minutes. I'd been just paralyzed there. Mm-hmm. And she kind of shook me out because uh, like, she she could see in my eyes. My eyes were open and I was in terror. Like and she had to <laughs> shake me and shake me and shake me. And it came out. And and the last experience I I had two more experiences. One where I went. I ended up in. T- it's like I woke up into someone else's flat in the city that I lived in. It was a very strange experience. Um, and then another experience where it was so horrific that I said, I never want to have this again. And I said out loud, I do not want to have this again. Cause I felt it was like something spiritual in that mm. sense by that point. Um, and then I never had it again. Yeah. If you uh, don't want it, you don't have it. Now, have you have you ever experienced anything that that, <laughs> that that like lets you over that so like takes you over that realm of reality? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I I never ex- I never experienced paralysis like you described, but crazy dreams like that. Yeah, one time I well there is first there is the psychedelic trips. Like recently, I was dreaming that that I was coming home at my parents' home. And there was a shortcut going through a field of, of grass. And I decided to go through it. And as soon as I entered, the dream changed. Like It was the same place, but the experience was no longer the same. It was like entering it made me actually in that place, you know? Yeah. And it was okay, not exactly recently. being there. It was more like a, a psychedelic trip in the sense that uh, I saw be- around every edge of the things i saw this this sheen that you see in uh, psychedelic trips you know this uh rainbow colored uh shining uh, light behind everything was it light or dark it was uh it was light yeah, yeah. and i could see everything extremely extremely clearly i could touch it and at some point i saw something like a flower that was shining with light and i i fell on my knees looking at it because i was amazed by it and when i fell i felt the, the grass the the dirt under my fingers, like in every single detail, I, I was there. It was very clear. State of reality, isn't it? Yeah. And another dream that I had, I, I'm often, I've practiced being uh, conscious in my dreams. It's something that you can do. It's not too complicated to do. You, the first thing you do is trying to remember your dreams, the first step. And when you get into the habit of remembering your dreams, you can try to become conscious in while you dream. And when when it happens, you can have great experiences spiritually. Yeah, I've uh, experienced this very recently, actually, and I know why it happened. It was a very strange experience. Um, I was distant from someone that I loved. Um, I was in a hotel room that was like on the eleventh floor or something, and I've I, I only ever for for the past like ten fifteen years, I've suffered from really bad sort of 
heights i get really like i feel if i'm in a really high building and it gets into the night i feel like i'm about to be sucked out of the window mm. and the window was open the, the curtain was open because the window needed to be open because it was so hot because it was out in the deserty area of northern chile and i was i was all alone in the room and i was really like sort of like having trouble sleeping and i was half in half out and i knew as soon as i went into the state that I could, it was somehow being uh, helped on by the fact that I felt this panic about the height of mm. this window being open. And the sea was outside lapping in and it was making this noise. And this, I woke up in, I, I woke up in the dream um, and realized straight away that it was a dream and realized that I was dreaming. I have already been through this. In When I've, I've had these things before in different ways, and when I focus in on the fact that it's a dream, it's like suddenly I fall back and it, I come out of the dream, you know? Um, mm. That's what that, that's what happens. Or I feel a rush and then I, I come out. But on, on this occasion, I knew, I, I've had a fair few occasions where that doesn't happen because I've, I've not panicked about it. And I was so tired and I was half asleep and I woke up in this dark area with a stable and I walked out and I was calling out for the person who I was missing and I was I, I knew it was it felt real everything looked real I could feel the ground um, mm. and it was like uh, my my I felt afterwards that my state of reality was being pulled by my fear of heights and other stuff my mm. uh soberness because I I, <laughs> I was very sober at the time uh my inability to sleep the sea lashing up against the wind and this this uh feeling of yearning for another human soul led yeah. me to be in this state that allowed something like that to happen yeah the reason why I'm I'm trying to be conscious in my dreams is to study dream what is dreaming you know because it's very similar to reality it's an image in your mind. You don't know what is creating it. It's probably different than reality, the, the source of your image, but it's similar. And recently I had an experience where, you know how in a dream you, you, you are in a place and then all of a sudden you're, the people you are with are the same, but the place changes and then mm -hmm. someone changes and then the story changes. You don't know exactly. There's no sense in it, right? Yeah, you yeah, go yeah. from one place to the other. And one time I was conscious in my dream and I could see it was happening in slow motion and I could see that change that I'm talking about oh, wow I could see it it was really emerging slowly like I was I was in a car but at first I didn't know I was in a car I was just in my dream and I saw my mother was driving I was in the back seat I saw my mother then I saw the the, the steering wheel appear in her hands and then I saw her seat appear and then I saw my seat under me then I realized I was in a car. Then I saw a car coming to us and so, so on and so forth. And everything was just emerging slowly. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. How how do you think people get to that state? Is that a case of ex multiple experiences that include maybe psychedelic experiences, meditation, and all that sort of stuff? Um, or is it something that is built in and only some people can get hold of? No, anybody can do it. Do you do you ask? Are you asking how people can achieve it, or how people stumble on, onto it? You know, partially column A and partially column B. I think I'm. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm. How people happen to have it is. It's it's a lot of uh, a lot of reason can lead you to there, but you mentioned, for instance, the uh, 
you had a difficulty falling asleep. That's something that can get you there. Mm-hmm. You have a difficulty falling asleep. It, it means you are too conscious to fall asleep. So when yeah. you do fall asleep, you're more conscious than usual. Okay, so the reason so why um, I would say that I had my experiences, uh, the, the, the sleep perilous experience mm-hmm. that I've had um, was because I was about three years away from being dino- diagnosed with extreme Graves disease, which mm-hmm. gave me a massive boost of thyroids, um, 10, sometimes much more than 10 times the amount of thyroids that normal people have. And I used to have, a, I, I was working nights during the time. So mm. a lot of the time I wasn't sleeping properly. And that combination of the two led me, and I really felt the time and afterwards that led me to have these experiences that I feel allow you to um, do what you're saying, judge your your unconscious state um, in a conscious way. Sorry, I can't yeah. make it. Another thing that you mentioned psychedelics, I'm sure psychedelics can uh, lead you there by accident so long as you study reality when you are under the effect. Yeah, but it's hard to um, study reality uh, when when you're trying to... um, it, it, when you, you you if you focus in on it it'll all disappear all really quickly because it's it, it is reality it's not reality what is reality um and a lot of people have like it it, it will take people i think probably 20 years of experience before they get to a state of really being able to analyze what they've been through. And when you go through experiences like that, when I went through the original experiences of being paralyzed and waking up and um, the one I described where I, um, I woke up in somebody's, I felt like I was in somebody's body in somebody's flat. Um, I was communicating with other people and I, I, I was so groggy and it, it was after I had rushed out from another, I had been like pushed out from another reality. And I, I, I like woke up, but it didn't feel like I woke up in my body. I suddenly woke yeah. up in a flat. I was in someone else's <laughs> flat and I was like really groggy and I was trying to work out what was going on. And I knew that I was trapped inside someone else. And then that eventually changed keeping a hold of what you see as reality during these times is, uh, mm-hmm. is, is going to be hard. How do you, how do you judge what's real then? Uh, if you accept that reality is an illusion, then the trip is as real as reality. The dream is as real as reality. Mm-hmm. To me, there's no difference. That's why I'm saying that uh, a trip, a, a psychedelic trip, is so bizarre compared to what you're used to seeing mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it, it also feels so real that, to me, the message is that reality is just just a trip yeah just yeah and uh, i i what i find intriguing about for those who uh, are intrigued about what how you feel on psychedelics and the difference between mushrooms and lsd for instance um mm. there's like a, a a like lsd is such a universal pull and and mushrooms seem to be much more an earthly pull yeah, you know yeah. you get you get these two different ways of seeing things by doing to, to so you'll find a lot of people can't take mushrooms indoors at all because they got to be out stroking a tree or mm. feeling the grass under their feet like they're allen ginsburg or whatnot mm. um uh, and and the other ones say you know once you take lsd you kind of like end up in a universal you, you could still do the same but 
you find that it's much more of like a you want to experience everything you feel like everything's so enormous where otherwise everything feels close in what is reality because i think most people find that they are not not that much longer consciously than their body length to me reality is just a story that we are told and we we are the, the lead character in a story that we are told to me that's just what it is so so in that sense how much of what we told is true and how much of it comes <laughs> from a place of people who actually know what's true or not to me there i I, I don't know how to answer the question because uh, we we have no way of knowing the truth because the only way we can know anything is through our senses. Yeah. And our senses give us an image in the mind and we don't know what we are interacting with. I don't, right now I see you as a body, but it's just an image. I don't know what, what you are. <laughs> Getting darker as well as a dark <laughs> image. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. It's hard to it is hard to um, know where to go to find the best benefit for your life. Then, depending on what you want to do, because mm-hmm. obviously, um, roots of meditation and testing out psychedelia is not necessarily going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, and yet, yeah, how do how do normal people get closer to understanding uh, that this is all a bit of um, a, a weird matrix? I don't know. It depends on the cent of the center of interest that people have. Like if they're curious about dreams, I think they should experience they should explore dreams and try to be conscious in their dreams and see what's what's going on. Focus there. is important, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it would make sense to focus on a certain like, you know, a, advancing a certain ability that you have. Yeah. I think there's not you often read online that uh, using psyched- psychedelics for spirituality is not a good idea because you're not yourself when you're... I don't agree with that at all. It, it, any way that leads you down the spiritual path is a good way. Yeah, and you have to go through uh, a, a few different uh, life-shattering experiences and mm. reality-shattering experiences or what your perception, your current natural uh, order of things, how you, mm. you're brought into the world. A lot of us are brought in thinking that everything is a very certain way and it only takes a couple of experiences like this for us to open our eyes so mm. it's not a surprise Simply that they tell you not becoming to curious about it is all you need some people become curious because like you said earlier they have a life crisis some people do it because they are they have an experience like a weird dream or they take psychedelics and they wonder well why does it feel so real what does it mean to be in reality then you know yeah curiosity is the key i think and yeah. then some people just read the bible and they are they are impressed by what they read there are there are many ways to to take the, the, that path i think what was your your favorite parts of the 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 holy books then uh, i don't know i like the genesis or yeah. the story of moses i like it's also i i also see it as um the path that you go through when you reach when you seek enlightenment it starts imprisoned then you free yourself and then there's the desert because once you free it once you want to be free it becomes really hard and nobody's there around you to help you and then there's crossing the sea which to me is representing the unconscious so it's working on your psychology and then climbing the mountain and that's spirituality mm. <laughs> so i like those parts in the Bible. 
I find it really hard to keep um spirituality like a, a frame of spirituality uh because you've got I, I found i formed my own understanding of it mm-hmm. and in doing that you don't necessarily form your own rituals for continuing to observe the thing so that you don't lose sight of it because lots of yeah. people will forget um how to connect with that um what's your tips for people to get in uh, the better like you get in focus uh of course you know researching the 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 major texts and looking at a different uh, alternative view but really if you you if you were talking to someone who's unhappy in a job and life relationship they're not happy with and they're just about to change everything and they're going to go into this place where they want to learn about themselves where mm. is the key places to start that journey i would say for most people i think the most uh, the, the most powerful method is insight meditation and particularly mahasi it's a, it's a method um the concept is to look at your con- at your sensation until you realize that everything you con- reality is just a bunch of, a bunch of sensations actually it leads you to realizing that everything you go through is just sensation. And sensations, they come and they go. So if you feel pain, you know that pain is going to leave you at some point. It's not going to stay there. Yeah. It's freeing to realize that nothing stays. It also means, of course, that the good things are going to leave you at one point. But then you don't grow, you, you, don't, you don't become attached because you know that they are going to go. So when I, when I, when I uh, go on a bike ride and I see something beautiful, I don't stop to look at it. I just look at it the time I have to, when I pass by it, I just enjoy it for that moment and, it, and then it's gone and I accept it. It's true for the beautiful things and it's true for the bad things. It's important, you learn when you study your sensation and you realize that they come and they go, you realize that uh, attachment is what makes you suffer. Okay. You are you are attached to the things that you like. You don't want them to to go away, and you are attached to the things that you don't like because you you are you don't want them to happen. There's a form of attachment, a negative Do, attachment. Is that something that makes family so hard? Is that yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Okay. Every uh, every relationship is based on attachment. Like it's hard to get to a point in a romantic relationship, for instance, where you can love without being attached, mm-hmm. and the other person need to accept that too. Like, if she wants to you to love her, and you you say, "Yeah, I love you, but I'm not attached. If you leave me, it's okay. I can I can go on." That's difficult to accept for both. Sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even I, I mean, beginning and ends of of, of relationships the same. I mean, we've all yeah. been through uh, really heavy relationships, and you like the detaching of yourself to another human being because you've entangled yourself in them Mm -hmm. it's usually done because um you're looking for the things in them that you're missing in yourself anyway and then we we, we're often feeding off the other side but even if we know all of that once we get to the traumatic part of a breakup then we we still argue over the stupid petty things and we don't actually and it's what we were talking when we talking about when we started reality is an illusion you can know that through logic but as soon as pain arrives you forget that it's an illusion and you you fall for it mm-hmm. like you you it's not enlightenment is not about knowing 
that reality is an illusion. You can get to that conclusion easily. Enlightenment is seeing, like, no matter what happens, you see the illusion it's not reaching you. That's the hard part. It's a very, it's a very difficult world for people to uh, start meditating in. Yeah. <laughs> and you are dissuaded, like, the people in power are going ham on not wanting you to be enlightened, no one not wanting you to meditate. Yeah, they they don't want you. They don't want any relaxation at all. They want you to be stressed constantly, yeah. and, and they want you to be scared. Yeah, and they they want you to be arguing over the most silliest stuff. So mm. when we're talking about the real and the unreal, how do you see something, or what what do you see something like uh, uh, the very popular topic at the moment of transgender and this mm. idea of of people flipping their body parts to be a different gender and all of that. Now, I'm not necessarily asking from a level of do you think that's right or do you <laughs> think that's wrong. Like, is it, it what? type of malaise spiritual malaise does that come from i think i'm asking hmm it's hard for me to say because i'm i don't know the subject very well but uh, i don't know i i find it uh very grounded in the physical world yeah yeah i, I, I think uh, it's the stress related to the physical, a physical malaise <laughs> yeah. not just the physical because it's the body but the physical because it's related to what you see yeah oh um, yeah very much how so. people look at you yeah now that's and an interesting if reality is an illusion if if when you look at your desk you know that it's an image of a desk it's not you don't know what the desk is that's true for your body as well yeah. when you look at your hands you 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 don't see a body you see an image of a body yeah if Maybe you look you at a conscience that. if you look at a conscience you see something a lot different and that's hard exactly. to see isn't it that's mm. something we really need to to open our, our, our eyes for our eye for but <laughs> which eye who knows cover the other one oh my god no <laughs> you're in eyes. trouble now no one's allowed to uh, do anything well it's you know i i find like the history tells us a lot so what have you discovered about these things that that divide us you know we're talking about uh illuminati symbology from and yeah. how, how that that's formed over time uh to be something else to be or or maybe to be the thing it's a, it's a, a de definite declaration of power over others i believe um the majority of time and i do think that's a malevolent uh w how bad the people are behind the scenes is something else mm. but what other things from history have you discovered you know what, what other things looking through history that uh, like kind of give you um an insight into people's behavior and their their the reasons why they see reality the way they do i suppose uh, i think what important for our culture yours and my culture it's the moment the church took over christianity mm -hmm. i think it's a, or christianism i think it's an important part because they put um how, how would you say that they put a authority or a, a system around a religion right mm -hmm. it's an institution the church is an institution it, it has nothing or very little to do with religion and the moment the, the the church decided what how you interpret the bible they decided what is in the bible even yeah and there are there are books outside of the bible that 
you can't even. I, I've read some of the interesting. Uh, I've read yeah. some interesting stuff, especially um, when it like how it portrays Jesus, Mary, yeah. um, uh, uh, James. Is it? Um, but it, it, there's a lot of gospels that, of course, weren't uh, put into the final text that we get today and then the other revisions of the text such as the king yeah. james revisions and now the church is when people think of christianism unfortunately they think about the church mm -hmm. when, when people consider themselves atheist because religion is mind control that's sad because the church is mind control yeah. religion is what frees you yeah 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 this it, uh, but it's impossible to stop and it's historically mm, just a yeah. cycle that that um we can even i mean me and you we can we can see it and talk about it and we can point it out historically over and over again but it doesn't stop the people at the time uh doing this and mm -hmm. and using religion um uh, as like interchangeably with um the church itself and yeah. the church is a very strange thing especially at the moment um because because i i mean the pope at the moment is from a jesuit order i believe yeah and yeah. so i don't know what that do you know anything about what that means little, little i don't know much about it yeah because I, I i lots of people are telling me you should look at these jesuits you should definitely yeah, look at these jesuits. But from what i can tell it's a an order that is all about or more interested in control, power, and uh, very much a church of the Illuminati. <laughs> that's that's what it seems from the outside, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, they're more like they look like the the equivalent of the Freemasons for the yeah. church, right? But the church already, I mean, especially this this pope has already started to align himself with this very um, the 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 very reality based organizations such as the World Economic Forum yeah, and yeah, stuff. Of course. Um, and, uh, and I don't, I think he's completely bought. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you but, see him, when you see him in his in his uh, PR room, sitting in front of the statue of the devil. Yeah in front of cameras is showing himself sitting under the statue of the devil to me it's a it's a sign of humiliation you know? he's yeah, being yeah. beaten he looks like a beaten guy yeah or the yeah. church looks like a beaten guy yeah it, it does it does just gremlins gremlins in the system it just <laughs> happens that way we start talking about the pope and I get yeah, gremlins in get my static. systems, and then I start getting static, like someone's coming into our conversation. Oh mm. no, he's talking about the World Economic Forum again. <laughs> it's time to uh, it's time to stop him saying anything and confuse him. Um, I I've, I I found everything we've talked about extremely interesting. And what would you say to all of the people who automatically shout Illuminati confirmed when yeah. when they see some a, a symbol of hermeticism? I think they should uh, study, what, not even study, but keep in mind what a symbol is. It's a, an image and a meaning. If you see an image, you can attach a meaning to it, but saying Illuminati is not, it's not a meaning. It's just, it's, you, you're just saying something random. But if you see a symbol and you can explain to me what it is, and why it is Illuminati, instead of just seeing this symbol appear here, here, and here, so, so it means Illuminati, it's too simple. Yeah, yeah. I think people need to look at what the symbol means. Mm. 
such a, such a complicated world full of symbols and they're mm. really basic symbols we got a triangle we got a circle we've got a square you know <laughs> yes, <laughs> all, all of them all of them mean something yeah so what's your plans for the future if you're you're, you're obviously driven um to uh, go on this spiritual path of awakening yeah uh what part of that path are you on now then and what do you see in the future hmm. If I look at my progress, I in in, Thera, in Theravada Buddhism there is a, a scale of four levels of enlightenment. Right, hmm. you, when you when you reach a certain point, you enter these four these four levels. You go from from one to the other. And if I look at my own progress, I'm not claiming to be anything. But if I look at my own progress, I see myself as being an anagami, which is the the third level out of four. So I'm, I'm in the progress of enlightenment at this point. And do you ever but, gain true enlightenment? <laughs> I, I take it you can't in the physical realm. <laughs> I don't know. No, only okay, the future will tell me. It's hard to tell from here. So, so that's interesting. Now, when you say to someone an honest question to an honest person, you get, and they don't know the answer. They say, "I don't know." Mm. Um, and what we start on is the projection of the eye of knowledge, you know, and mm. and the eye of knowledge is a, a dangerous thing to uh, to follow if it's based in the real world and it comes from one voice. And so, yeah. I always mistrust people who say who, who never say, "I don't know." You know, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think that's a, a good way to to remain uh, listening to the the, the right people. Um, mm -hmm. So, if people wanted to discuss this sort of stuff with you, get some advice. Uh, I, I'm going to leave a little contact um, sure. for them to get in touch with you. Yeah, um, anyone can get in touch. I'd be, I'd be happy to, to talk. The, this is have you thought about entering into something like that sort of like a a, a mentorship arrangement with people so that they can help yeah you can yeah help i i do that already yeah. i i i have a bunch of exercises that that i give to if anyone is, is interested i have a bunch of exercises to simplify i thought i could simplify the the work i went through because uh, when you look at the, the the vast amount of information that is out there it's hard to figure out how to navigate all that. So I, I I developed a method to allow people to do whatever they want, but still give them a, a guardrail, so to speak, to avoid falling to the wrong, not wrong, but useless uh, lessons. The, the, yeah. the, the, the potholes of life. The, yeah, the... like the, the, how do we, how do you say that? The, uh, the enlightenment of YouTube, you know? Ah, right, it's easy yeah. to fall into that rabbit hole but there's yeah, not yeah. i realize with time that there's nothing much there on youtube unfortunately no 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 i i mean a lot of people will a lot of people on youtube are trying to present um to other people their eye of knowledge aren't they they're trying to say, look <laughs> yeah. at me, I have some form of power and control yeah, yeah. because I have this thing that you desire and, and it's really comfortable to, to watch it, it so. 
yeah 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 and it's always it's it's very comfortable to sit there and mm. see all of these guys um in the in the same way if you don't keep your eye on what's going on in the supposed real world both you mm -hmm. know the actual physical real world you can obviously be uh miss out on on great possibilities but you are right uh, it's not really youtube where you're going to find the answers you're, mm. you're going to find the answers inside now if you're um if you've written anything up uh and you want a place to put it i'm happy to include it in some form of like post section on um uh news paste so that, that people who could review the podcast and can then go to each sort of separate exercise if that's what they want to do um if, you, uh, if they want the exercise they can just get in touch with me because i don't put them publicly out there yeah and okay. when asking they can have it so you yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that, that m most definitely is uh is a fantastic idea and yeah. i would say uh thanks man for coming on and explaining to me a little bit of of this stuff because i've been desperate to know this for a while bruno i've been trying yeah. to I, i've been i've been trying to uh get past this whole first reaction to things mm -hmm, yeah. now i if you have more questions don't hesitate to to ask yeah, well, I thanks for coming on the Newspace podcast. Thanks for, for 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 being here to explain, and thanks for uh, giving for giving uh, my audience as well the yeah. chance to get knowledge from you, whether it just be here or to contact you and say hey i really really help being guided because there's a lot of people who do need um a lot of guidance so yeah mm -hmm. thank, you. thank you thank you thank you very much